Today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook, we're going to start the topic of holiness. I hope you join me. Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here, and we are going to discuss the most important topic I have for you in all of Scripture, and that is holiness. And I'm going to spend probably over a month, maybe even two, maybe even three, discussing this wonderful, wonderful topic. And what I want you to do is study it with me along the weeks that we go through it, um, the scriptures, uh, I'll give you the scripture references that I use, and I want you to pray about it and think about it and meditate on it. And what I want to tell you is that um, holiness is God. And we're going to show you that in scripture. It's not, it's not, um, holiness is not a set of rules and stuff like that. It is literally God. Okay, no one is holy apart from God, and no one can be holy without God. I love it. I found it a very, very amazing in the movie The Chosen, and I think it's, uh, I think it's like season two, and they're sitting around the fire, and um, one of the disciples, I forget which one, says, "I think he's waiting for us to be holy." She goes, "No, I think that he's here because we can't be holy without him." Now, it's a great, great quote, great, great line that they wrote into The Chosen, because it's true. All right. Because if it was just following rules, then you wouldn't need Christ. All right. So in our text, we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 12. And this is where we're just going to start about what is holiness and why. Why? Why pursue holiness? What's the importance of it? I'm saved. Why pursue holiness? So let's, let's look at why. And I'm going to start in verse 7, but read the whole chapter. Okay. Read, I always believe you should read front and back of it. Read... Read the beginning of the chapter. Read If you have to read the whole book, get it in the context. Get it exegetically, uh, which is to, you know, ex, uh, you know, I want to exegete the scripture. I want to look at the words. I don't want to, um, uh, I want to also look at the context. I want to do both those things. Um, it's very important that I do that when I'm studying. So you do the same thing. Verse 7. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. And this is quoted from Proverbs before that. So in other words, if you endure God's chastening, we've got to talk about what that is, and we're going to do that in a second, then God's dealing with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which you have become, I'm sorry, without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. In other words, we're all, what is chastening? This is, I think people think like, Chastening is God's wrath. And you have to understand there's God's judgment and God's wrath. Here's judgment. Lou, homosexuality is wrong. That's God's judgment. He's judged a matter of conduct already. And he said that's sin. Matter of fact, he says it's worse than sin. It's an abomination. Okay. So, and yes, there is difference, uh, differences in sins. And we need to stop treating all sin the same. Okay. We need to because there are things that actually you can do that lead to death. And scripture says, don't pray for such people. That's really stunning. All right. All right. We won't get to that today. 
We're all forgiven, washed in the blood of Jesus moving forward. Amen. All right. So, so, so what is chasing? It's God's voice. I, I give this incident a lot of times. And when I talk about developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it was Easter Sunday, 2001. And I was sitting there with a friend, Kathy, and the kids were up in, uh, they had gone up for the week up in South Carolina. And since I was working, you know, I, I would, she would go, she could go, it was great. She could just go for 10 days. She'd go spend with her parents. And they were such a big part of our children's lives. And so I was home, I was at Easter Sunday and I'm sitting there and it's the play, you know, it's the Easter pageantry. Of course, Jesus is on the cross and Jesus goes down and he, he sets all the captives free. They're all being tormented by the devil and he sets them free. Oh, they come out, oh. you know, but that's the Holy Spirit says to me, that's not scriptural. And I go, I said this to the Holy Spirit. God, this is one of the stupidest things I've ever said. Can I just enjoy the, the service? And the Holy Spirit says, you want to enjoy the service? Enjoy me. That's chastening. That's the chastening of the Lord. It's just his voice correcting me. Okay. And I repented instantly. And I sat down during the thing and, and, he started showing me in scripture where that wasn't true. They weren't being tormented. They were in Abraham's bosom. They weren't being tormented. Only the unrighteous were being are tormented, not the righteous. Jesus, when Jesus died, tombs were open. And they were up there while Jesus was down there. It's in scripture. But we have a real difficult time with that. You know? And so they weren't being tormented. Jesus talks about the rich man and Lazarus. He talks about it. He says they're in Abraham's bosom. They're in paradise. Jesus says to the man on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. He ain't there that long. Now, he does not die before Jesus. Jesus dies first, I do believe. And then they break the legs of the two on each, the two thieves, so they'll die, so they'll suffocate. Well, that's a whole gruesome story, so we won't go there. All right. This is what it says here. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us. That's all it is. That's all chastening is. Who have corrected us? And we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chasten us as it seemed best to them. But he, for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. This is the goal of the chastening of the Lord. So that we can be partakers of his holiness. Let me explain something to you. Not everyone gets to partake of his holiness. You can, you can feel his love, but not his holiness. And there's a big, big difference. All right? Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards... It yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You know what? No, no, no one says, look, it, it yields the fruit of righteousness. Not righteousness. You're righteous in Christ. But when you're chasing what happens, look, at holiness is not a set of rules that you submit to, okay? And then you become holy. Holiness is God. You pursue him. And that which you pursue will dictate your conduct. If you're off track, it's because you are pursuing things that God does not want you to pursue. 
Remember it says it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. The peaceable fruit of righteousness. Not fruit of righteousness, the peaceable fruit. If you're in torment all the time, then you're pursuing something wrong. And you might think you're pursuing God, but you're pursuing him wrong. Maybe you're pursuing God um, wrongly. Maybe you're bitter, because it's going to talk about that in this, this chapter. This is a really good chapter to read, okay? All right. <clears throat> 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. In other words, when you're off course, it's like, you have, you're weak, your hands are hanging down, you have no strength, you got feeble knees. And the Lord says, hey, make your path straight. In other words, get on the right path with me again. I've chastened you. Now, make the course adjustment. This way, that which is feeble will be healed. If you don't, it's going to be dislocated. You're going to find more trouble. You're going to find more pain. You're going to find more heartache if you go off this course. And so what the Lord is saying, don't do that. Get, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring you into my very presence. I want to be, you to be partakers of my very essence, holiness. But it does require a walk with me. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. You're not going to see the Lord without holiness. Okay. Now you go, but Lord, Lou, we're made holy. Yep, yep, yep. We are. But we're made righteous, but that doesn't mean we're bearing fruits of righteousness. There's a difference of I've been made holy in my inner man where the Holy Spirit dwells, strengthening my inner man. Have I allowed that inner man to now dictate my thoughts, my actions? Or do I surrender to the dictates of the flesh? It's really, really... We're going to get into all this, so don't worry about it. Okay? We're going to get into all of this. This is, this is about a, um, a lifetime study and pursuit. This isn't something you learn a couple principles and you move on. Okay? God's too vast to reduce them to a couple principles. Okay? He's just too vast to do that. Looking carefully lest anyone falls short of the grace of God. In other words, hey, you can fall short of this. Who, listen, um, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. You know, some people get on a path with the Lord. Things don't go their way. They believe the Lord's doing it to them. They get mad at God they, or, or leaders or whatever. They get bitter. And, and it doesn't matter how much potential they have. They're bitter. They're defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. And this is like funny. What? How was Esau profane? Who for one morsel of food sold his birthright? Here's what it's saying. Look. Pursue holiness. Don't be like Esau that for a momentary satisfaction to his flesh, which at that point he was hungry and he took any... For one morsel of food, he was willing to give up his birthright. Okay? For one morsel of food. That's what it's like every time we sin and we don't say no for the glory of God. I'm going after that instead of sinning. 
Okay. For you know that after when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Repentance is a gift. And there's a point where God said to Esau, no. No. Yeah, you want that blessing. But you haven't pursued me. Esau was a profane person. He was. There's go watch. He married, he, he married women. His father and mother didn't want him to marry just to aggravate him. You know, he was he was bitter. And you don't want to be that person, okay? How do we end today's quick lesson? And it's this. Our father is a good father. He's so good. He's remarkable. But he's also holy. And he's a holy God. And that holy just doesn't mean he's separate. We love to do that stuff. Separate. We don't understand holiness. We don't understand the magnitude of his purity. We don't understand the magnitude of his ways. We, we, we come up with quick statements. Like holiness means to be separated. God. No, that's sanctification. We're going to talk about what it means to be holy. What it means to carry holiness. What it means to walk in holiness. We're going to talk about what holiness is. We're going to talk about the process that the Lord takes the church through in holiness. How, how our conduct does matter and um, we want to walk in it. Amen? I, I, I hope you agree with me on that because I certainly agree with that, but I hope you do. And that we understand it. That holiness is in um, something that we walk in to carry ourselves in such a manner that we... Um, we facilitate what is right before God and manifest his glory. And we'll talk all about that as we go. Now, before I go, um, School of the Prophets. Here's the JPEG. You want to join us Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. That has been wonderful. Okay? Invite your friends. Bring, bring five or ten people with you. You get on here, and uh, it's just a wonderful time to have you with us. 7 o'clock. Be there at 7 o'clock because we then. You don't know what time I'm going out. I'm going to send them all into breakout rooms. Uh, we did three different breakout rooms last night. It was wonderful and uh, just enjoyed it. And then um, then on, uh, if you would like a free prophetic manual, here's this JPEG. Same number to text, uh, text with, but different codes. Different codes will take you different places. So you have to do each one if you want. If you want that free manual, it's a 25-page manual. It is really good. And if you just want to have some of the basics of the prophetic, then you can do that and find it there. So God bless you. And let's join this pursuit together. Every day, I want you to I want you to take this scripture. I want you to pray about. Go over um, Hebrews 12. Pray into it. Ask the Lord to talk to you about it. Comment in the video. Like the video. Comment in the video. It helps the algorithms on YouTube and Facebook. Share it with other people. And we're going to talk about the deep, deep things when it comes to the very, very nature and presence of God. I love you. I will talk to you later right here on the Weekly King Outlook. God bless. Bye-bye.